You're now listening to track 15, and you should be outside the Guildhall. Until local government and the NHS were reorganised in the 1970s, the Guildhall, here in the marketplace, housed Cambridge's public health department. It's a good spot to consider the way in which public health institutions developed in the 20th century, providing an interface between the cutting-edge medical research we've been hearing about and its implementation in the community. From around 1906, local health visitors began to visit women in their own homes, advising them on antenatal care, sanitation, birth control and child-rearing. Their role was vital in educating women and dispelling old wives' tales. Infant welfare centres, where babies could be brought to be weighed, were also set up around this time. And Cambridge was, in 1909, one of the first towns in Britain to give dental treatment to schoolchildren. Healthcare in Cambridge, particularly in schools, was overseen by the Medical Officer of Health, based here in the Guildhall, with the help of sanitary inspectors, whose role was to ensure a healthy urban environment. Medical officers produced an annual sanitary report in which things like average height and weight of children, serious infectious diseases, mortality rates and dental treatments were recorded. There are some shocking statistics. In 1904, roughly one in eight children in Cambridge did not survive their first birthday. Many put this down to the poor quality of working-class housing, with many families still sharing a single toilet and water tap. As late as 1950, the medical officer was still lamenting the overcrowded, poor housing in Cambridge as part of his survey of public health. Many of you will have memories of the school knit nurse and her dreaded comb. Today, public health organisations prefer to supply leaflets to parents, explaining all about the human head louse and its eggs, and how to get rid of them at home. This is just one example of how public health education is now delivered directly to schools and colleges, and a wide range of issues such as smoking, obesity and sexual health are addressed. These messages are also filtered through television, the internet and numerous health magazines to an increasingly health-conscious public. This is particularly relevant in a thriving city like Cambridge, full of thousands of young people. Although outbreaks of plague, cholera and typhoid are now thankfully unheard of here, it seems there are plenty of new public health problems smoking, alcoholism, drug abuse and sexually transmitted diseases to take their place. Switch off now, look at your map and move on to the next stop. Mm -hmm.